Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Most people have heard of the scripture in Proverbs 22, 6, where it says, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old he will not depart from it. But how many people have actually read the following verse? Here's verse seven. The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. (laughs) Haven't really heard that one as much, have you? Well, this verse is equating being in debt to slavery. And this doesn't mean that, that we are never to be in debt, okay? That's not what the Bible's saying. But the Bible never really speaks positively about it. And the United States of America is is run by what we call a representative republic. Contrary to popular belief, we do not live in a democracy. And and, and really, that's a good thing. As a a true democracy is, is really nothing more than mob rule, really. Our founding fathers knew and, and that that because they knew history, they knew that democracies like the the ones of of ancient Greece and that type of thing eventually failed because of everyone having a say in everything. <laughs> I mean, this just does not work long term. We, on the other hand, have representatives that we elect to vote for and do things that that we can't. I mean, we can't have a say in everything. These representatives, they they lead and make decisions for us. And and if we don't like what they do or they don't we don't like what they vote for, then then we can vote them out of the position of representing us, right? Well, the majority of our representatives have decided over recent years that debt is a very good thing. There was a time when we were on what was called the gold standard, and and this was where the U.S. dollar was tied to gold. This effectively meant that we had to have enough gold to pay back anybody who wanted to exchange dollars for gold. (laughs) It, It made it very difficult to get into debt as a nation because we had to have enough gold to to back our debt and not just print a bunch of dollars and and devalue our currency. Well, President Richard Nixon effectively took us off of the gold standard in 1971. And ever since then, our national debt has skyrocketed. I mean, you can look at national debt charts and see from about 1971 to now, it has just been an absolute skyrocket. In 1971, our national debt was, get this, $2.92 trillion. Now remember that a trillion is a thousand billions and a billion is a thousand millions. So when we, when we officially left the gold standard, we owed other countries and things $2.92 trillion. So basically a little under $3 trillion. And this is according to usdebtclock.org. And, and it's really an interesting website if you haven't been able to, to, to find it. 
Now, this has currently ballooned to over $31 trillion at $31.46 trillion. Now, in a matter of a few years, we went from owing $2.92 trillion to $31.46 trillion. And this means that we had to pay this, that, that, that if we had to pay this off, every taxpayer in this country is on the hook for $246,866. Yes, almost a quarter of a million dollars per taxpayer. That means if, if you were married, you and your spouse currently owe almost a half a million dollars jointly. As your, as your portion, your responsibility of the national debt. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I don't have an extra half a million dollars just laying around. But our representative leaders have now decided that we don't have enough debt in this country. Happy New Year. We want to give you more debt is basically what they've said. So they've decided to raise the national debt by passing a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Happy New Year. Now, what is an omnibus bill? Well, an omnibus bill is kind of like this. It's, it's kind of like if I went to my wife and said, hey, honey, I'm going to go to the store and buy some groceries so we can eat dinner tonight. Now, I, I will be spending $1,000 there at the store. You want me to, to make sure we, we have something to eat tonight, right? And she would, of course, after, <laughs> after looking completely shocked, she would tell me, well, yes, I do. I want to eat dinner tonight, but why do you need to spend so much money for dinner? Dinners don't usually cost $1,000. And I'd tell her, well, because besides spending $20 on, on dinner makings, I also will be buying five new board games, a new 3D printer, 30 new disc golf discs, and a new disc golf practice basket while I'm at it. And she would probably say something like, how come, why don't you just go to the store and, and buy the stuff for dinner <laughs> without all that other stuff? I would say probably, you know, it's, it's, it's all a part of an omnibus trip. So yes, I'm going to the store to get dinner, which is something that we need, but it's all a part of an omnibus trip. And, and I'm going, I, I'm doing all of it in one trip instead of individual trips. I mean, I, I could go to the store and get dinner. I could go, you know, and then to the, the game shop and get games. I could go to the disc golf store and I could get, you know, discs in a basket. I could do all of these in individual trips, but I'm going to be doing all in one omnibus trip. And then she would say something to me like this. She would say, why don't you just go get dinner for the 20 bucks and forget about the rest of the stuff? <laughs> I would, I would most definitely tell her though, that if I can't have the rest of the stuff, you know, that's a part of this omnibus trip, then I'm not going to go to the store at all. 
I, I, I would probably then after that, I would then text all of my friends and inform them that my wife told me that she didn't want me to go to the store for dinner. That's how it works. This is what an omnibus bill is in Congress. It has a very small portion of the bill for necessities. And since no one wants to vote against necessities, they stuff the bill with all kinds of unnecessary things, um, pet projects and, and other wants, so that they will, they will pass. I mean, they wouldn't pass on their own individually, probably, but they will in an omnibus bill because it has some necessities in there. Now, all of, all of this took place last week. They, 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 but, but you say that it was Christmas last week, right? And how could they have done that? How could they have voted while being home for Christmas? Well, from a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this one. It says, as members of the House of Representatives passed a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill one day before Christmas Eve, they appear to have done so from the comfort of their homes. <laughs> yes. The 4,155-page piece of legislation would codify $858 billion in defense spending and nearly $773 billion for discretionary programs. <laughs> and, and you know what discretionary program is, right? <laughs> discretionary programs are just another way of saying pet projects. And they're just you know, discretionary spending. There were 227 active proxy letters submitted by lawmakers who designated a colleague to vote on their behalf, according to a report by the Washington Examiner, meaning that over half, yes, over half of the House of Representatives utilized a rule intended for COVID-related absences to vote on the controversial piece of legislation. The move likely occurs as lawmakers contend with, you know, winter weather and travel delays and, you know, other difficulties to, you know, those visiting family and ahead of Christmas. But party leaders and members have faced criticism for allowing and participating in proxy voting in the past. Representative Greg Stanton, who's a Democrat from Arizona, drew backlash in 2020 for uh, participating in a House Transportation Committee meeting from his boat, <laughs> according to a report from the Arizona Republic. A Representative Kay Healy, who is a Democrat from Hawaii, um, prompted an ethics investigation in May after he voted by proxy over 100 times. And some of the votes were cast while he was giving a speech, as well as visiting a state park and a farm. Representative Greg Pence, who's a, a, re, re, a Republican from Indiana, recently asked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, of course, the Democrat from California, to end the rule. Quote, over the course of 115 sessions of Congress, this body convene, convened, um, convened, I'm sorry, in times of war, pandemics, and national crises, alike to fulfill our constitutional duties. 
Now, he also wrote, since the start of the COVID pandemic two and a half years ago, essential workers, blue-collar employees, first responders, food and restaurant industries, and many more have shown up to work each and every day to do their job, unquote. Well, the omnibus bill nevertheless passed the House with a 225 to 201 vote. Senior lawmakers unveiled the text of the lengthy bill earlier this last week. Uh, Members of the Senate voted 70 to 25 uh, last Tuesday to initiate debate and passed the legislation 68 to 29 on Thursday with 18 Republicans joining their 50 Democratic-aligned colleagues in support of the package. Now, among other provisions in the omnibus bill uh, funds, border security. Hey, that's a good thing, right? Uh, No, it funds border security for foreign nations and offers contributions for LGBTQ pride centers. In addition to a nearly $45 billion aid package for Ukraine and other NATO members, the Omnibus will fund the creation of a Ukraine Independence Park in Washington, D.C. I'm sure I'm sure the Ukraine Independence Park in Washington, D.C. will help their cause against, against the Russian attack. Another section would designate a federal building in San Francisco as the, yeah, you guessed it, Speaker Nancy Pelosi Federal Building. <laughs> While another would greenlight $3.6 million for a Michelle Obama trail in, in Georgia. <laughs> we'll have to go take the Michelle Obama trail sometime. Uh, as as highlighted by a Republican Dan Bishop, he's a Republican from North Carolina, the bill provided $575 million for family planning in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. Really? <laughs> the omnibus package also contains a number of overhauls to the retirement system. Among the most significant changes is the automatic enrollment of employees in 401k programs for companies that offer uh, matching benefits, according to a summary from the Senate Finance Committee. Workers would be required, get this, to enroll at a rate of 3% before contributions automatically increase by 1% each year until a 10% threshold is reached. The Senate Finance Committee said that automatic enrollment would boost participation, yes, by eligible employees generally, and get this, and particularly for Black, Latinx, and lower-wage employees. (laughs) Now, what this is indicating is that Black, Hispanics, and lower-wage employees are too stupid to save for retirement. So we have to force them. We have to automatically sign them up. So, so they passed it through the House before the, you know, the new Republican-held House took over. But both houses of Congress have to pass the bill, so, and, and, and the president has to sign it. And so let's take a look at what the Senate did here. From a story from Cal Thomas, who writes for uh, Tribune Media Services, he said, Blessed are the young, for they shall inherit the national debt. <laughs> that's, that's a quote from Herbert Hoover, actually. And rather go to bed without dinner 
then rise in debt. That's Benjamin Franklin, actually. And 18 Republican senators voted for the the monstrosity known as the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, thus forever relinquishing their claim to belong to a party committed to less spending, smaller government, and personal responsibility. Yeah, the 4,100, actually even over 4,100 page measure, which I can almost guarantee no one has read in its entirety, is loaded with more pork than Porky Pig carries on his overweight body. (laughs) Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, is among the few calling out his colleagues for their spending orgy. Uh, though few seem to care so long as they are getting their share of the pie. And in what he calls his annual Festivus report, Senator Paul lists some of the financial sins committed by this Congress. They include what he called a whopping, get this, $482,276,543,907 of a waste, including, here's, here's what, here's one of the things that's in the bill, a steroid induced hamster fight club. (laughs) You couldn't make this stuff up. Could you? A study to see if kids love their pets. (laughs) And a study of romantic romantic patterns of parrots and coffee machines, of course, for the Pentagon. <laughs> we need those, right? And that's just for starters. I mean, the Her- the Conservative Heritage Foundation lists some, some more of the things that are in the bill. Uh, $1.2 million for LGBTQIA+. They forgot the two S in there. Pride centers. And another $1.2 million for support services for DACA recipients, which is basically helping migrants with taxpayer funds. And, um, and, and that was at the San, San Diego Community College is where that, that's going to be going through. Uh, $477,000 for the Equity Institute in Rhode Island to endow teachers with anti-racism racism Virtual labs. So they can have virtual labs on anti-racism. Uh, $1 million for Zora's house in Ohio. It, it's a um, co-working and community space type thing that they want. Uh, for women and gender expansive people of color. $3 million for the American LGBTQ plus museum in New York City, 3.6 million for a Michelle Obama trail in Georgia we talked about, $750,000 for LGBTQ and gender nonconforming housing in Albany, New York only, 2 million for the get this, Great Blacks in Wax Museum in Baltimore. Wow. $856,000 for a LGBTQ center in New York. for the Trans-Latin at Coalition to provide workforce development programs and supportive services for transgender and gender nonconforming and intersex, or TGI, immigrant women in Los Angeles. Wow. No wonder they they waited until after the election to pass the Heritage Rights um, Calls, uh, the Heritage Rights Calls a Betrayal of Americans' Voters' Wishes as expressed on the, on the ballot day. Now, 
Can anyone who voted for this embarrassment explain why any of it is the responsibility of the federal government? It's not. And, and an additional question. With, with the debt at $32 trillion and rising, is there a red line that members just simply would not cross? In other words, is there any limit to their spending? How much more debt would they accept? No nation has ever been able to survive this level of debt. Taxpayer money is being wasted, as is the money we are borrowing from other nations and, and printing even. It is the the major cause of inflation that is harming the, the buying power of most Americans. And we're ignoring the powerful proverb, waste not, want not. I mean, that was that was followed by, by Americans uh, of, of the World War II generation, and they were called great for this and, and other reasons that we are ignoring. The 18 Republican senators caved, as they always do, because they feared a government shutdown. And it is a perennial threat by Democrats who, with the help of the media, present the choice of keeping government open or denying seniors their Social Security checks. And that has always been a false choice. But few are there to point it out. And so long as voters embrace the the entitlement mentality and, and vote for people who won't stop spending, and we'll get another day older and deeper in debt, as the song goes. And it is to be be said that we we would be passing on the debt to our future generations if the spending doesn't stop. It could now be said that there might not be future generations of Americans as we know them if it doesn't stop. So if the bill is having, you know, to 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 pass both the House and Senate and it did that it needs to be signed by Joe Biden and and of course, he went to the Virgin Islands without signing it, and they had to actually ship it down there for him to do so. And yes, Joe Biden signed the seven point one, or I'm sorry, the one point seven trillion dollars spending package into law after the bipartisan group uh, a, um, of of lawmakers hustled it down there to him. Now, the omnibus bill funds the the government for the rest of the of the fiscal year, pushing back the possibility of government shutdown until at least October. And uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell endorsed the bill along with Democratic leaders in Congress, of course. I mean, you know, they're part of the establishment. The Senate passed the omnibus bill on December 22nd by a 68 to 29 vote, with 18 uh, Republicans crossing over and, and voting with the Democrats. There were a number of them that did. And, and, and I, I would check, if I were you, to see if your senator did vote for this bill. The House uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, um, uh, he also uh, said that, um, he he said, when I'm Speaker, their bills will be dead on arrival in the House if this nearly two trillion monstrosity is allowed to move forward over our objections and and the will of the people. So McCarthy actually uh, did not side with um, passing this. The GOP Senator Mike Lee of Utah uh, also uh, tried to uh, tried to kill it and and get it to get pushed um, to uh, to when the uh, Republicans take over the House and that did not happen. Um, Chuck Schumer uh, did a, a, a kind of a lengthy thing and, and twisted some arms to uh, to be able to get it to pass now. Now 
um, the uh, the bill also uh, would invest half a billion dollars into family planning, as we talked about. Get this. Um, packed inside the omnibus bill reads a, a feature that would that would fund half a billion dollars into family planning or reproductive health, health, including in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity. This means that the bill makes available $575,000 for so-called reproductive health in the event too many human beings threaten the very existence of endangered species. <laughs> yeah. So so if, if they think that that because there's too many people in an area that it's going to kill some endangered species uh, going on there, then they're, then here, we're going to kill the babies in the area. At a time when Republicans condemned the Biden administration for not doing more for the U.S. border, uh, then obviously, then what happens? They allot $410 million toward border security in the Middle East, $65 million to the Pacific salmon, uh, coastal salmon recovery, and $3 million to B-friendly highways. That's B-E-E, friendly highways. Oh, man. Uh, we talked about the, the LGBTQ museum. Uh, there, there's others, uh, CNN reported the bill also provides $2.6 billion in funding for U.S. attorneys for prosecutions related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. That's $2.6 billion with a B. And domestic terrorism cases with the additional $11.3 billion to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, to investigate extremist violence and domestic terrorism. Of course, the DOJ has already said these can be parents that disagree with their local school boards. Some of the Republican lawmakers criticized the bill for, you know, not getting it in time. I mean, Rand Paul basically said, look, this is over four trillion or I'm sorry, four, four uh, thousand pages. And yet we just got it just the other day. Um, and 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 this is what he had to say. He, he says this this just stinks. He said, I brought along the $1.7 trillion uh, uh, package for over 4,000 pages of Pelosi-Schumer omnibus spending bill that's being fast-tracked through the Senate. He, he wrote on Twitter that he said, this process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run a government. We're standing up and we're saying no. And he did his best, but of course it got through. It did pass. It did pass both the House, and then it passed the Senate, and then it was signed by uh, President Joe Biden. It's now into law. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that getting this bill done for the American people, which really matters, is the most important thing. So, so what the Democratic leader of the Senate is saying here, and he's saying this to you, is that all of the things in this omnibus bill, we've just gone over quite a few, are too important to actually read and understand, right? I mean, we have to pass the bill no matter what is in it. 
We have to pass the bill, no matter how much debt we are in, how much this bill adds to our debt. We have to pass it because it's just so important. I mean, it's kind of like Nancy Pelosi. If you remember, right, if you thought, if you think back when Obamacare was, was being uh, passed and Obama was president, he was trying to get through his, his government funding of, of our health care system. And Nancy Pelosi was asked, uh, have you read the entire bill? Because there was a lot of things in that bill that did not look good. And, and obviously over time have proven to be not good at all. And, and, uh, and she, said, she said, no, we, we, we can't stop and we can't read what's in the bill. We don't know what's in the bill. And, and we just have to pass it and then see what, what's in the bill. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is your democratic leadership. This is what they're saying. This is how they are operating. This is how they are doing their jobs. They do not read the bill. They just simply say, you know what? This sounds like something we want to do. We're going to put, we're going to pass it. We don't know what's in it. We haven't read it. How am I supposed to read 4,155 pages in a matter of what, like a day, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, how, how am I going to do that? So no, I'm just going to pass it and then we'll figure out what's in it. That is your representative. And this is on us. This is what our representatives are doing to represent us, to represent our children, to represent our grandchildren. This is continuing the, to, to, to what we're seeing with inflation right now. And if you don't like it, work to get different representation, no matter what the party. And you may agree with me on this, and you may disagree with me on this. But I would love to have that conversation with you. And you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 